Welcome to this podcast by City Point Church, Redcliffe. We are so happy you could join us and pray that the following message will encourage and empower you. I just want to take this moment just to honour uh, your pastors tonight. And, uh, you know, I, I really just, just felt, just as you were praying earlier, and, you know, when we all found out that we needed to be praying for you, Sam, you know, we've been praying. And believe in God for that miracle. So I was so moved to hear the news of what's happened there as well, which is incredible. But I just know that God's going to do a full work in your body, totally heal you. And, um, you know, he is, He's got so much in store. And uh, I just honor you both. And we just so, so love you guys and honor you. And this is a great church. And uh, I, I felt as we were praying before and even what you've had to walk through, Sam, I really felt like I, 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 as we were praying for prayer requests, I saw like this ambulance is just was parked out in the in just in the in view of the of the road going past and the lights were blaring the sirens were going everything was happening oh my god what's this what's going on he said i'm about to make known that this is going to be a place where you can be healed i'm going to make it known and uh and i i just felt everything you've walked through is like the enemy has tried to, to block and stop the move of God, of what God is trying to do and what He's about to do. Uh, and I feel like there's an unleashing of miracles, an unleashing of miracles, of wholeness and miracles, not only physical healings, but I, I just felt like there was uh, like mental illness, anxiety, depression, breaking off people's lives. It's going to be known as a place where people are going to be healed, not just in the supernatural, but also the walkthrough of being healed. And uh but I just, I just felt like even I saw like marriages, people coming and like, you know, they're, they're separated and they're coming back together. God's just doing a miracle of wholeness, wholeness. He wants to reveal himself. And I just saw like this, this ambulance and it's blaring there and there's people piling out of the back. There's stuff, you know, people just coming into this place because they're hearing the reports. They're hearing the words, and the Lord's about to do it. He's about to open up more and more and more. So He's saying, not just to you guys, but to the whole church, get ready. Get ready for what God's about to do. Get ready for what He's about to do in this place. I, I just felt that so strongly as we pray. Uh, but, but we just honor you guys, love you guys. Can we just honor your pastors, Pastor Sam and Carolina? Thank you so much for all you do. We just honor you so much. And, uh, and I mean that. I've as soon as I heard, I, I made it a thing in my heart to pray for you every day, to believe God for your miracles. So, you know, I'm partnering with you guys to believe for this 100% miracle in your lives as well, which is awesome. And uh, hey, honor to Pastor Dan and Ann O'Farrell. Just great to see you guys again. Hey, could you honor them as well? well my pastors for, for, for just on a decade. And, uh, and we just honor you guys so much. And I, I just want to take this moment to thank you for your investment over the many years. We have a building now because we got to stand on the shoulders of giants of your lives and what you sacrificed and sowed. And, uh, and I want to take this moment to honor you and thank you because you've been a part of that. You were a part of that. So we can thank Pastor Dan and Ann for everything that you sowed. So we were able to build and it took a long time. <laughs> it took a while, but it took a while for you guys as well. And uh, just to be in that moment now, and I know there's, there's more that God wants to do, but I want to thank you so much for all your investment, which is incredible. Well, I've got a word tonight, and uh, I'd love for you to open in your Bibles with me to Mark chapter 7, verses 31 and on. 
and uh, I don't like preaching with the pulpit in front of me. I just like seeing everyone and being open. I hope that's okay. And, uh, you know, this, I've, I've titled this message, it's called Be Opened. Be Opened. And uh, I just believe that God is doing something fresh, something new in this season right now. And I hope that your heart is open for what He's about to do in this place. So I just want to pray as we dive into it. Lord, I thank you for this word. I thank you for what you're about to do in hearts and minds. I thank you, Lord, that your grace and power is here in this place. Lord God, I thank you that you're unlocking fresh things, new things. Lord God, you're moving in new ways. And I thank you that your grace will pour out of every life right now. And this is your word and it brings transformation because it's your word. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Everyone says, amen. So it says this, uh, it says, Jesus left Tyre and went up to Sidon before going back to the Sea of Galilee and the region of the Ten Towns. A deaf man with a speech impediment was brought to him. And the people begged Jesus to lay hands on the man to heal him. And Jesus led him away from the crowd so they could be alone. He put his fingers into the man's ears. Then spitting on his finger, he touched the man's tongue. Looking up to heaven, he sighed and said, Afafathah which means be opened. Instantly, the man could hear perfectly and his tongue was freed so he could speak plainly. Jesus told the crowd not to tell anyone, but the more he told them not to, the more they spread the news. They were completely amazed and said again and again, everything he does is wonderful. He even makes the deaf to hear and gives speech to those who cannot speak. One thing we need to be aware of in the season we're in, and especially in the last 18 months, is to expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected. See, I remember, you know, the first time I actually was a part of seeing someone healed of deafness. And uh, it, was a, it was a mission trip many years ago. I went with Pastor Dan and Ann over to Thailand. And I was only thinking of this the other day. And uh, we were over there, and we, we ministered for two weeks over there, and we were... Uh, I remember part of the ministry was going into the, the hill tribes and the villages to bring medical supplies and, uh, and also, you know, pray for the sick, preach, see people saved. Uh, it was just incredible. It was so remote when we would go to these places. But I remember one night we were out there and we tried to draw a crowd and we got a bit of a crowd around from one of the villages we were in and, uh, and we preached. And uh, I remember at the end we were praying for the sick. And I remember this man who was deaf came out and, uh, and, and someone interpreted for him and said, hey, you know, he's deaf. He's been deaf all his life. He, he wants to hear. And I'm like, you know, okay, well, let's pray for him. So I had a couple of people that were in our team around me as well. And we, we just prayed for this guy. And, uh, and as we prayed, we were full of faith to believe that God could move. And, uh, and after we prayed, I asked one of the team, can you go back about three meters and then clap as much as you can? And uh, when he hears it, he can nod his head. And, uh, and so they, we interpreted it to him, and, and they went back, and, and, and they started to clap. And you know what I was doing in this moment under my breath? I was like, Jesus, please, let this work. Let this work, Lord. I just like, it, just today, like, could you heal this guy? This would be awesome, you know? And, uh, and, and, and so they're clapping, and it took about, about 30 seconds, and then he starts to nod his head. He starts to nod his head, and he's smiling, and he's laughing, and I'm like, I'm like, I said to the interpreter, can he hear? She said, yes. Yes, he can hear the clapping. And I'm like, it worked. This works. 
This is incredible. I was so young at the time. And I was like, God, you are amazing. This actually has worked today. Now, I'd seen miracles before, but I'd never seen someone deaf get healed. And, uh, and, and I just love that God is in the business of doing miracles. He's in the business of moving in our lives. And I know He wants to do that in this house as well. But we see this story that Jesus has come into town and, and He's in this moment where he, he has this man come up to Him. And this man, it's like they've heard the reports. We know that you heal people. We know that, that you have the ability to, to set people free. You're casting out demons. You're preaching great teaching. You know, people are getting blind eyes, are opening deaf ears, are healing. So, so the first thing they do is bring this deaf man to Christ. Like, can you heal him? Can you heal him? And so in this moment, you know, this man comes forth and, he's, and the expectation is there for God to do a miracle. And so as, as, he, as he comes forward, I don't think he thought that day that Jesus was going to do anything unusual. I don't think he thought that day that in that moment Jesus was going to shove his fingers in his ears. And I don't think he thought that day when he woke up that someone else was going to spit in his mouth. I mean, you know, that's a weird moment. That's a weird moment. All right? And so, so it's, a, it's a different kind of moment. So we see that Jesus takes him aside. And I don't know why he took him aside. Maybe he was just trying to keep it quiet in that moment. But I love that even in this moment, Jesus, he, he, he shoves his fingers in his ears. He spits on one of his fingers. And then he says, say, ah, uh, ah. Uh, and then he touches his tongue. And in this moment, you know, I, I can just see in this moment that, man, this is an unexpected miracle. God is not moving in the same way that He did before. I never heard that this Jesus, when He came to town, spits in your mouth. And it's kind of like, what do you do when God wants to move in a way you never expected? What do you do in that moment? What do you do when you had an expectation for God to heal or God to move or God to save and God didn't move the way you thought He was going to. Or He hasn't moved in the time that you thought He was going to. What do we do? What do we do in those moments? So here this man is there. I'm sure he didn't mind having spit put in his mouth if it meant he was going to have a loose tongue to speak. This makes me think about Naaman in, 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 in uh, 2 Kings 5. The, the name in the Syrian, the commander of the army of the Syrians. And uh, he hears word that Elisha, this prophet in Israel, uh, he can heal. And so he comes to Israel and he brings this huge entourage of people and camels and everything. He's got all sorts of gifts that he wants to give to Elisha because he's actually got leprosy. And so as he comes into uh, the town where Elisha is and, and, he, and he's there with his entourage outside of the, the house of Elisha, and he's expecting Elisha to come out. And uh, his expectation is Elisha is going to look a little bit like Gandalf. And uh, he's going to come out as a prophet. And he's going to have his staff. And he's going to wave his hand around a little bit, say a few prayers. And uh, Naaman's going to be healed. But here's the deal. Elisha stays in the house, sends out his servant, and just says, Hey, just go and tell him this. Tell him that he needs to go and swim and take a dip in the Jordan River seven times. He's going to be all good. And, uh, and so the servant comes out, tells Naaman this, 
And he says, hey, just to let you know, Elisha just told me, take a dip in the Jordan River seven times. You're going to get a miracle. You're going to get healed. And he is so indignant. He's so angry that he turns around, takes his entourage and all of his gifts and starts heading back to Syria. And, uh, and as he's going, one of his officers says to him, hey, sir, you know, if the prophet had asked you to do something hard, would you have done it? Would you have done the hard thing? Would you have gone to maybe, you know, taken out some army? Would you have climbed a mountain seven times? What, if he had asked you to do something hard, would you have done it? And he's like, yes, I would have done it. What's it going to hurt to go and take a dip in a river seven times? So he humbles himself, goes back, takes the dip, and gets healed. How many know that he would have remained leprous for the rest of his life if he kept going home? If he kept going home, he would have remained with leprosy, probably would have died of it. See, sometimes in moments like these, it's so important that we can keep our heart in a soft and pure place before God when God chooses to do things differently than we, than we ever thought He would. I really believe this is a key thing for right now in this season. When God chooses to move in ways we never expected, it's so important, like in Matthew 5, it teaches us in the Beatitudes, the pure of heart, what do they get? They shall see God. That means they'll get revelation, They'll see what God's doing in the season that we're in. And this is what God wants from each and every one of us right now is to, to expect God to move, but don't expect Him to move in the way that you thought. Keep your heart open. Keep your heart pure. Keep your mind ready for what God is about to do because God is going to move in ways that you never expected. He's going to move in ways in your family that you never expected. He's going to move in ways in your business that you never expected. He's going to move in ways in the church that we never expected. But we've got to keep our heart pure, keep our heart ready, keep our heart open because God, if that's the way you want to move, I'm rolling with you. I'm coming with you if that's the way you want to go. I love in Luke 8, 40, when Jesus enters into a township. And uh, it's an amazing scripture, an amazing statement. And I love it because it says this. It says these words, that people crowded around because they were all expecting Him. I want to tell you tonight, that scripture, that can preach all night long for all of us. The people gathered. The people crowded. Why? Because they were all expecting Him. I don't want us to ever get blasé. And I'm, I'm preaching this. Don't, don't ever get blasé with the gathering of the local church. Don't ever get blasé when we get to be together. And we come together with an expectation in our hearts and saying, God, we're here because we know that you're going to do something powerful. Every moment we get is a precious moment. A powerful moment where God can move. And I love that even in seasons like this, it's keeping our heart in a great spirit. The pure of heart shall see God. But I love in Luke 8 when as Jesus comes in and they're all expecting Him, and Jairus, the head of the synagogue, comes and, and says, Hey, you've got to come and you've got to, you've got to heal my daughter because she's dying. She's on her deathbed. You have to come now. How many of you know it's an urgent moment? There's urgency in the moment. And so as they're moving, and most of us will know this story, but everyone's crowding and thronging around Jesus. They're bumping into Him. 
And, uh, and that's when the woman with the 12-year issue of blood chooses to come in the background. She doesn't want to be seen. She doesn't want to be noticed. But she reaches up and touches the hem of his garment, and she's completely miraculously healed. And it's in that moment where Jairus has expectation. You've got to come now because my daughter needs to be healed right now. Right now, she's dying. She's got to be healed right now. And Jesus, in that moment, chooses to stop and say, who touched me? And everyone's around him going, what are you talking about? Everybody's touching you. I'm touching you. We're all touching you. We're all close together right now. And he's like, no, you don't get me. I felt power go out of me. Somebody touched me with faith. Somebody touched me for a miracle. See, in this moment, this woman reached up her hand to touch that garment because she just wanted to come get a miracle and go home. She didn't want anyone to notice. She didn't want anyone to see. But I love this is that this is the power of holistic miracles. This is the power of what Jesus does for our lives. He doesn't just want to heal us physically. He wants to restore us holistically. So right in the front of this whole community, right in the front of everybody, here's this woman. I'm just going to sneak in. She was a bit of an introvert, I reckon. Sneak in, touch the hem of his garment, and sneak on back out and get my miracle. All right? And Jesus said, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. You're not getting away without me letting everybody know that I'm going to restore your dignity today. You've been rejected. You've been looked over. No one wants to be near you. No one wants to be around you in this whole community. So right now, today, I'm not only going to heal you, I'm going to restore you. I'm going to restore the dignity of your life. This is important for Jesus to stop. And so she gets completely restored in front of everybody. In that moment, accepted back into community. And then here, is, here Jairus is waiting. He's like, we have got to go. Man, there's no, there's no clocks back. There's no iPhone or anything. He's looking at the sundial. He's like, man, we've got to move. And so some of the servants come and they say, don't trouble the teacher. Don't trouble the teacher. She's dead. It's over. It's done. And so here's, here's Jairus in this moment. Man, we were nearly there. We were nearly there. We were just about there. I expected you to heal my daughter. I expected you to come. I expected you to be a part of this miracle. And Jesus looks at him and says, don't be afraid. Just have faith. Just have faith. Hey, maybe I'm not moving in the way you wanted me to, but it doesn't mean that I cannot move. It reminds me of when, you know, Lazarus, one of his best mates, best friends dies. And Jesus is off two days journey away. And they send messages for Jesus to come and, and heal Lazarus before he dies. And Jesus gets the message and stays two extra days longer. And when he comes, Lazarus is dead, just like this little girl. And like everyone's looking around and going, and even Martha comes out to me and said, if you only came, if you only came when you said you were going to, if you only moved to the beat that we had set for you, if you only, didn't you know we got a schedule? Didn't you know that that's what we expected of you, God? That's what we wanted you to do. Didn't you know that? Now he's dead. And he said, look at me. 
love these moments. Look at me. I am the resurrection and the life. John eleven twenty five. 25. I am the resurrection and the life. See, what, we, what I'm trying to set up here and what I know that God is doing right now for all of us is this, is God is drawing people closer to Himself right now. James 4.8 says, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. God is calling people closer to Himself. It's almost, it's almost beckoning. He's, he's, he's calling to us all right now. I felt it for the last 12 months uh, during this whole journey we've been through. He's saying, come, come and sup with me. Come and be with me. Come and come into my presence. Commune with me. Come and get to know me. Because God wants to let us all know that He is the resurrection and the life. He has the power that we need. And sometimes we're looking and we want to we wanna see the results of His promise. We want to see the results of His blessings. We want to see the evidence of how God moves. And God's like, no, I don't want you to search for the evidence. I want you to search for me. There's a difference. There's a difference. Because a lot of times our human nature is like, I want to see evidence. I want to see what God's doing. And God's like, no, I'm going to do the evidence. I'm going to pour out my spirit. I'm going to move in power. But I need your heart first. I need your devotion first. I need your worship first. I need you to be ready to come and draw closer to me. And I really believe the key thing for all of us is to say, Lord, I'm coming. I'm not coming just because of what you do for me. I'm coming because of who you are. I'm not coming because you do miracles. I'm not coming just because you bring blessings and promises. I'm not coming just for those things, although I know you do it. I'm coming because I just want you. I want you, Lord. And if you're going to move in ways that I never expected, I'm not going to let that stop me from continuing to come. I'm not going to let that stop me from continuing to be a vessel before you, be open before you. And, and friends, I really believe this is the key right now. We, we need to expect the unexpected, but don't ever let any changes stop us from drawing nearer to Jesus, coming closer to who He is. I am the resurrection and the life, He says. God wants the world to know this. And this is what happened in this very scripture as well. As they said this statement, they said, everything he does is wonderful. Don't you love that statement? I love that statement. Man, there was a point about uh, just a year ago, I, I just kept reading over this statement. I was like, everything he does is wonderful, is wonderful. When was the last time you just sat in the presence of God and looked and just glorified Him in the beauty and awe of His majesty? Everything He does is wonderful. He is wonderful. He is incredible. He is holy. We are the ones that are called to draw closer to who He is. And, and I believe this is the power is that God wants to open up new ways of understanding and coming closer to who He is. He wants to open up our hearts to say, God, I'm gonna, I want, if you're revealing yourself in a greater way, I want to make sure I'm there where I need to be. My heart is open. I'm ready for what you want to do. I love as He said this, these words, be open, be opened. It was that moment where Jesus, as He has His hands 
and, and his fingers in the man's ears and to unplug the ears. His spittle, which carries his DNA, goes on his tongue. See, this moment was bigger than the moment. Most things that Jesus did were always bigger than the moment. Because I love this scripture because Jesus was actually fulfilling prophecy of 700 years before from Isaiah the prophet. And it said this in Isaiah 35.5, when he comes, this is the Messiah, he will open the eyes of the blind and unplug the ears of the deaf. See, this was a personal miracle for this man, but it was a statement of the miracle for humanity. See, Jesus wasn't only there just to heal sicknesses. They were about signs and wonders to point to who he was, that he is the Christ. He is the son of the living God. He was there to make statement to say, hey, I'm not just here, here to heal your physical bodies, to cast out demons, to preach good messages. That's not just why I'm here. I'm here to redeem humanity. This is why I am here. And so in this moment, we see a fulfillment of prophecy of Jesus unplugging the ears. What's he saying? I'm not just here to unplug deaf ears. I'm here to unplug spiritually deaf ears. Deaf ears that have not been able to tune into the voice of God. And in this season right now, there is so much noise at the moment. There's so much noise. I mean, you turn on your device, you turn on your phone, you got Facebook, Instagram, you got, you got Twitter, you got YouTube, you got anywhere source that you can get your information from, and it's flowing everywhere. We have got access to more information than we've ever had in the history of humanity. It's right there at our fingertips, but it creates noise. It creates noise. And it's kind of this Netflix culture where we've got so many options, we don't know what to do. And I want to say this right now to a younger generation. Anyone younger here? It is important to know, even though there's always options, we've got to listen to the voice of God and we've got to commit when He says commit. We're going to plant our roots down when He says plant your roots down. Don't let this culture steer your ship so it's got no rudder on it and it's just going everywhere the waves take you. Allow your life to root down deep Get the roots planted down into the earth because that's where the fruit will be found. Whenever we allow ourselves to listen to the voice of God and God says, sometimes it's not go here, go there. Sometimes it's just stay and keep doing what I've asked you to do. Sometimes that's the holiest thing you can do. Sometimes that's the most powerful thing you can do. It's just stay in the moment and allow God to move through your life. We have got to allow ourselves, that's not just for a young generation. I think that's for everyone in this culture right now. How do we plant our roots down deep? Say, hey, I'm not going to be moved because I'm listening to the voice of God. I'm listening to what He's saying. And whatever you say, I'm going to obey. Here's the key right now. The highest form of worship is obedience. The highest form of of worship is obedience. It's obedience. And sometimes that obedience, we don't feel goosebumps. Sometimes that obedience, we don't even feel the presence of God around our lives. 
Sometimes that obedience is just doing what God told us to do. And even though I haven't heard anything new, I'm going to keep doing what He told me to do. Maybe that was a year ago. Maybe that was two months ago. I don't know when it was. But whatever God has said, we've got to keep doing it. And it's not wavering this way or that. Because the highest form of worship is obedience. It's to do what God is saying to do. And not only is it to listen to His voice, because i got to tell you, man, it, it takes time. Sometimes we've got to turn off Facebook. We've got to turn off the devices. We've got we to get ourselves away, maybe into a, into a room or maybe in a place in the, in the bush or in the, at the beach or, or wherever you find God. But I believe there is a, a moments in our lives. We need to do this daily. But sometimes we've got to take moments where we take extra time. We take more time in our lives to say, God, I'm coming away with you. I'm coming into the upper room so that I can hear your voice so that I can tap into what you're saying because there's so much white noise around me right now and I can't even hear what to do and we need to be able to get ourselves in that place where God is speaking where God's saying what he needs us to do and there is clarity in his voice God is speaking right now but the, the question is are we allowing ourselves to get into positions where we can listen so we've got to drown out, take out all the white noise in our lives. We've got to take those moments. And friend, I encourage you, we need to do this daily in our lives. You need to take the moments daily where we're saying, God, I'm coming into your presence today. Why? Because I want to hear you. I want to commune with you, Lord. And it's in that moment that, that Jesus, he, he unplugs the ears first so that we can hear his voice, so we can tap in and tune into what he's saying. But also, he unplugs our tongue as well. And this is what he's saying in this to all of us. I want you to be able to speak, not what the culture is saying. I want you to speak what I'm saying. What is the word saying? What is truth saying? I want you to be able to put yourself in a, a position where you can take my gospel and you can be a mouthpiece for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my DNA on your tongue. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my, uh, my spirit is in each and every one of you. I'm going to allow my Holy Spirit to, to speak through your tongue. And this is the power that wherever we are, wherever you're working, wherever you go to school, wherever you go to university, no matter where you are, God wants to speak through our lives. He wants to speak through our lives so that we can be a living, walking testimony before other people's lives. In this world of the unknown, God is making Himself known. And God may want to make Himself known through your life. Through your life. Through my life. Wherever we are. And this is the key, and I believe that this is a, a key right now for each and every one of us as well. And I believe this is something powerful for, for City Point Redcliffe. Everything he does is wonderful. I knew I needed to bring this word tonight because I felt that that word is important for this whole north, not just North Brisbane, but I feel impact on Brisbane, impact on this city. And I really feel right now is that God is going to allow his grace and power to pour out on each and every life in this place. So as you go into community, as you go into the city, as you go and you just live your everyday lives, God is going to move in such an incredible way. And just like the, the sirens out front of the building, 
There's going to be reports that are going out of this place saying, I don't know about this God deal, but everything that happens there is wonderful. Everything that happens in that place is good. It's good. You know, I heard this happen the other day. You know, I heard this about that place. I really believe the word is going to begin to spread into the community. You're going to have more and more people rocking up on the doorstep saying, Hey, I heard about you guys. I saw you on social. I saw you. I heard about you guys at school. I heard about you guys at work. I heard about this place. And what does that mean for every one of, 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 of the people in this house? It means this, that you're carriers of the gospel. You're carriers of the presence of God wherever you go. It's not just in the house on Sunday, but you're taking that into the community. Everything He does is wonderful. And I believe that's a word for this place. Get ready for what God wants to do. Get ready for what He's going to continue to do through people's lives. There's going to be outpouring of miracles, going to be outpouring, and from that will flow salvations. From that will flow people that are going to come and flood into this house. And God wants to reach this city for Christ. He wants to use this whole house in an incredible way. Thank you for listening. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We encourage you to tell someone about your decision and pray and read the Bible every day. We also recommend attending a church in your local area. We have many City Point Church services across Brisbane and the world this Sunday. You can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We are so excited to see you there.